0: game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. You couldn't make
1: that if you tried that again. Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleagues, professional better Raheem Palmer and props master and NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. This is is your weekend workshop we were expecting to have like a whole bunch of games like we've had the last couple of weeks and instead everyone took care of business as the trend that i found on game six road favorites has paid off and yet somehow as we record this on friday morning i'm walking into the thresher and i'm not at least i'm not betting the memphis grizzlies on friday night we'll see how that one turns out here's what we're going to do today We're going to break down game one of Celtics versus Bucks. We did a series preview in our series angles, how we're betting that series. Spoiler alert, it's not great. There's not a lot to bet here. But if you want to listen to like our breakdown of that series, you can listen to it over on this feed. It should be up by the time that you hear this podcast. You should be able to catch the Celtics Bucks series preview. We're going to talk about game one. Today we'll also talk about the contingencies for Warriors Grizzlies on Sunday. We're obviously not going to have a number, but we'll go through both of them, kind of let you know what we're thinking on those games, just so you can do it. We'll also react a little bit to all of last night's happenings uh, in terms of teams closing out and how this means the adjustments that things. I have some Suns points I want to talk about, all that and more on today's show. Thanks for joining us. Make sure that you download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on. Uh, let's start. With the Boston Celtics hosting the Milwaukee Bucks in game one of their Eastern Conference semifinals matchup, a matchup that a lot of people are kind of looking as maybe a preemptive NBA finals. The Boston Celtics are five point favorites at home in game one. This number has, I've seen it at four and a a half. Interestingly, it had moved to four and a half a little bit on, uh, as we recorded this on Friday. On Thursday, I saw four and a halfs in the market. It's now back up to five. What's interesting about that is, first, 57% of the tickets are on the bucks here. So the public's coming in. 87% of the money we're tracking is on the bucks. So the money's coming in there. Okay. So then what? I look in the Action Network app and guess what? We got four sharp moves on the bucks that we've tracked. Now it's moved back the other way. So I kind of wonder if we're seeing Raheem a little bit of, okay, got down to four, four and a half, and the books are, and some of the sharper betters, the bigger betters are coming back the other way on Boston. Before I get your best bet, I wanted to ask you about the market reaction. As I've just told you, we've got majority of tickets and money on the Bucks. We've got sharp action on the Bucks tracking in the action network app. How do you read this market movement in the two days that we've had since the Bucs clinched this Eastern Conference semifinals appearance?
0: May I mean, I think, pick- A lot of times when you have these playoff series, people want to back the best player in the game. So you're always going to have the public saying, look, I don't want to bet against Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I understand. And then from a numbers perspective, obviously I told you guys the other day, I put this number at like Celtics minus five. So I could see where, you know, some of the sharps will want to take the dog in this spot. Me personally, I can't do it.
1: Okay. What's your best bet, man? Are you going, are you going to go ahead and bet the Celtics? You staying away from this one? I like the over. So okay. no play on the side for you.
0: No play on the side right now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert. He wants the over, but we'll talk about no, that.
0: The but second. the reason why I don't have, I'm gonna tell you why I don't have a play on the side. I don't know who Mike Budaholder is starting. Is he going to go with that jumbo line? Is he, is he going to go with Portis Lopez Giannis Matthews and holiday? I don't know. So I want to know what his lineup is going forward. And I think you can, you know, talk a bit about the different lineups that he could possibly play. But right now, We know Mike Budenholzer keeps things secret, so I would love to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I I think the most likely scenario, given the starters, is I think I think Bud's probably going to start normal. Um, If the Celtics were to go small, he'll probably see how it looks, and if it's like a total disaster, then he'll switch. Like if they start smart, like if if it's I'm trying to think of like I mean they're always going to start smart. If they start white, I don't think they will. Right. Yeah. I think they're probably going to keep it the same. I just don't see them switching up that much. Like their best five are smart Jalen, Jason, Horford, Time Lord. That's your five best. Now the Bucks are, are like, that's great. That's awesome. Like you want to keep that because they want to keep Portis on the floor here. Like as long as mids, not as mids out, you want to keep Horford on, on the floor here. So that allows you, I think, to, to do some interesting things here with, with what you want to run. I kind of wonder if he actually might, like, it'd be interesting if he started with small ball five, but I, I don't think he will. I don't, I don't think he will. It'll be interesting to see what 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 Bud does here. I will say, I think the most most likely scenario is he sticks with the jumbo lineup, which I actually could see that probably being Cooks. If you want to do race to fifteen or whatever with the Celtics, that might be um, a way to bet that. Uh, Brandon, you, you've got to be. Like, this is less than two possessions for a team that you don't see at, like basically any shot for the Bucks in the series without mid. So, like, I mean, you said like you're you're. Your estimation on how strong this, this team was as a favorite in our series preview was, was was strong. So you've got to be on Boston minus five here, right? You don't even bet sides that often, but you got to be on Boston minus five, right? I do, I do bet sides. In the playoffs, I bet sides more
2: often. I wouldn't put my, my faith in Boston quite as strongly as you just presented it. I, I, like that, I like the value on the Boston minus one and a half. I am leaning Boston here But I am not playing a side in this one, and spoiler alert, it's because I'm on the other side of Raheem for now until he talks me out of it. I'm under on this game and under on the series, and this is more of a football play the way I'm thinking about this. But if you if you're leaning under and expecting low scoring in a close game, then five can be a lot. Five is a little more than than it might seem otherwise, and that makes me a little leery of the line. So, I like Boston. If I want to side, here's here's the side angle. Celtics game 1 in series because I like the Celtics here. I like them in the series. It's minus 115. If they don't win game 1, I'm probably going to have to reevaluate my position on the series pretty heavily anyway. So,
1: I may as well take that rather than the 185 on the series. I had it in the bet slip last night. I had it in the bet slip. I had game 1 Boston game in Boston win series. And I was just like, I don't think this is the best value spot. And I don't yeah. I don't want to yeah. have a bet where it can be dead on Sunday and then my, and my series bets gone. I just don't want that. So I'm going to wait, like I said, on the series. Um, let's talk about total. Let's go ahead and get into this. Oh, I will note, by the way, interesting split here. Fifty six percent of the tickets are on the bucks for the money line, but fifty six percent of the money is on the Celtics money line. That's a, we don't have that many tickets tracked yet over at action, but I thought that was interesting that you're seeing big money betters come in on bigger bet or at least bigger money come in on Boston's money line in our system. I think that's going to be an interesting one to track. Um, Might want to check Sunday DK DraftKings, et cetera. will put out their numbers on that. You'll be able to find them on Twitter and you should be able to get like a sense of where the bigger sample of that has come in since we're not doing a weekend show. All right, let's talk total. Uh total's 218 down from 218 and a half. So, Ra, you're fading at least a half line, half point of line movement here. Uh, on the total, 30% of the this is gonna be a fascinating discussion. I love this. This is so great that you're on opposite sides. Okay, 30% of the tickets are on the over, but 44 percent of the money is on the over. So the betters are coming in on the over here. We don't have anything, any sort of like strong signals tracked on sharps, any sort of like big differential yet based off of the number of bets that we're tracking. So, Ra, let's start here. Give me the case for the over 218.
0: Yeah, first things first, my, my numbers put this at around 222, and yeah. it's gotten bet down to 217. And look, when you look at these two teams, you have two elite offenses. And look, I know a lot of people are going to say, the Celtics team, they struggled to score in a half court, but they've been cooking everybody over the last, I mean, two months. And the playoffs, playoffs against the, the Nets, they put up 119 points per one to possessions. And look, I know it was just the Nets, but to me, I think this is going to be a shock to the Bucks system in that they just play a Bulls team which couldn't score. Like, this is not DeMar DeRozan and injured Zach Levine. This is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And like I said before, The Bucs, they give up so many open threes. The Bucs are ninth in opponent three-point frequency. That's 41.8%. The Celtics have the ninth highest frequency of three-point field goals this year. And they can hit the three. They can match point for point. And when you take Middleton out the lineup, you got Grayson Allen. You got guys like that who are going to be taking threes. I'm expecting to see a lot of fouls because Matt said before, we might see that big jumbo lana. So that means it's like the Celtics are gonna have to pack the paint in some aspects. So I think we're gonna see some fouls. I mean, look, both of these teams can get out in transition. So I just think this total is a little bit too low. And when you look at the final scores that these two teams have played to, they played the 121, 127, 13, 17, 17, 103, 13, 122. Those are the final scores of the four games that they played this year now I know this is the playoffs and things tighten up a bit but I don't trust the Bucks defense I think what we saw from the Bucks defense was had more to do with Chicago than anything else so and then also when I look at the, the Celtics I know their defense has been the best in the league but we saw the Nets cooked them at certain points and I think they had issues because a lot of their whole offense was putting KD in some bad spots and they were kind of playing like a, your turn, my turn offense with KD and Kyrie. And I think the Bucks' offense is a little bit more complex than that. So I think both of these teams can, you know, put up some points. So I'm going over.
1: Okay. Um, the way that this kind of like shakes out is the Celtics shoot a ton of threes. So that's bad. They don't make a ton of them their percentage is average league wide. It was actually, wasn't all that impressive in the, in the first round series versus the Nets either. Um, the number of threes though, does I think always support a, a total overplay. I would agree with that. A lot of what we're into here. And this is why, again, the series and this game is very treacherous. Here's Bucks fans argument. They like, they've given this to me on Twitter. Back half of the season teams coasting. Yeah. They gave up a lot of threes. Brooke wasn't back until the last month of the season. They're kind of coasting, whatever. Like, Don't get too upset about it. They were, they were basically getting ready for the playoffs. It's a fair argument. Uh, Versus the, the bulls, the argument is look, yeah, of course they gave up a ton of threes. They knew that the bulls couldn't hit them. So if you're daring a team that can't shoot threes to hit threes, like that's part of this targeted approach that we've seen over the last couple of years of specifically trying to get teams to shoot the shots that they don't want to take. And those are definitely shots. The bulls don't want to take. They were very low in that respect. So the idea is, well, we know the Celtics want to take a lot of threes. We know the Celtics have shooters. So the defense will be better as particularly against the corners. They'll, they'll scheme those X outs a lot better in this series. I'm not compelled by that argument. But if you're trying to wonder about like what this comes down to, like Ra, you're going off of, this is who they've been. This is what the matchups have looked like. We get a, like, at some point the resume tells you who you are. is that fair to say? Yeah, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. All right. Brandon, Give me the undercase.
2: I don't think that the matchups and the resume tell us who they are because we have two very different teams than what one. I don't think we take much from these matchups at all. We had missing players, key players in two of the matchups that you kind of have to throw out entirely. The two matchups that we had Christmas and the one like a week or two before that. Those we have a little bit better idea of what the matchup would look like. But that was the old Celtics team. That was the 500 Celtics team that was kind of struggling through the first half. So I don't know, like, this is not the same Boston team that we got there. It's a very different squad. Obviously, Derek White is a change, but I'm not going off of that. With the Bucs, Giannis has cranked up the defense in a new way in the last five games in a way that makes me feel like, all right, we've seen this before. We've seen this performance from him before. Maybe he was just saving a little bit of it for the playoffs. And... Brooke Lopez being back is a huge swing factor for their defense. I do buy that as as a big thing. So I I don't want to overrate how awesome Milwaukee's defense looked because it was Chicago. Raheem, I'm with you on the shock to the system thing. I'm just interpreting it the opposite way of you. I think the shock is the other way. Suddenly Boston and Milwaukee have to score on a real defense for the first time in weeks like three or four weeks they have to play against an actual defense with actual defenders who are actually defending them. And that's the thing that I think is going to be the shock because look, Chicago and Brooklyn, end of season, Chicago and Brooklyn, not real defenses. And they arrested a little before that. And they had the play in week. Like it's been like at least a month since these offense had to play a real good defense I don't know yet how awesome Milwaukee's defense is, or is it just good or whatever? We don't know how much Time Lord can play. Boston's defense has been good, not elite, great, not elite, depending on how Time Lord goes. Defense is more consistent. Defense travels. Defense shows up from game to game. Matt, you talked about the the three-pointers and is that a scheme and that sort of thing? You can only take away so many things. And I think if you're If you're Milwaukee and your choice is Marcus Smart and Grant Williams taking some three-pointers, I feel like that's a pretty good outcome for what your defense can do. Like, hopefully not wide open. Hopefully you can test a little bit. But I feel like that's not really a thing that you're super worried about. Like, well, if Marcus Smart's going to hit seven threes tonight and beat us, we lost. So I lean under because I trust both these defenses this is not two elite offenses. Chris Middleton being gone makes Milwaukee's offense not elite. They struggled last series uh, until, they, until basically the Bulls just became the Bulls again. They, they,
0: they, they struggled. I got to correct you here. They struggled before Chris Middleton got hurt. <laughs> like <laughs> well, the that, offense literally, the offense <laughs> literally became elite as soon as he got hurt.
2: The offense became elite when they went big. I think is a better way to say that. Yeah. The, the the lineup adjustment that they had to go to crushed the Bulls. But I think we all agree that that big lineup is not going to impact the same way it did against Chicago in this series. So just I'm waiting into the series carefully. Um I I've got my series play, but I I am going to be slow to latch on to props and sides just because I trust the defenses here and I don't see a ton of scoring. So I'm sticking with the under and then kind of waiting in on where do things go from there.
1: I got one more for you. Uh, so cleantheglass.com has a, an important stack called points plus possession in transition. And it's how many points for under possessions did the team add through its transition play? It's a big reason why Memphis's efficiency in transition is poor but they add the second most points from those possessions because of how often they run. So like that's a better estimate for trying to figure out exactly what the impact is. Raw in the first round series versus the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics led all teams in the playoffs plus 6.6. Okay. So that's pretty, pretty, I think relevant. Um, and actually this goes for Brandon as well, because here's the, the catch. In the regular season, Boston was 27th in that category since January 1st, 23rd. So what we're kind of saying here is like, I I lean a little bit, I think a little bit towards the under. And the reason is, if we look at it from that perspective, the the Celtics just basically, they got stops. They ran, they forced tough shots from KD, which he missed. They ran the other way, the Nets didn't get back, and they got whatever they wanted over and over and over again. The Bucks half-court offense was mediocre, 20th in the league this oh. season. But their transition defense was really good. They were actually really good in that respect. And according to uh, Clean the Glass, they were second best in the league behind Dallas. So, well, we've got... Now, th- this plays into the whole bigger thing, right? Where, okay if my whole thing is in the playoffs, you got to win the half court battle. You got to win the half court battle. It's not always true. It's mostly true. It's not always true. And the bucks, I think are an excellent example of if they're going to win this series, this is where they're going to win it. Is Is they're going to win it in transition is that Boston's not going to get anything easy. And Boston's offense is not able to win a slug fest with the bucks, which again, gets us back to, no Chris Middleton, right? So like we're just we're full circle here now on the sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fancy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay back to the show. If we take all of this, I think if you're listening to this, you can decide whether you think Raheem's argument is stronger based off of the resumes telling us who they are, or Brandon's idea of the matchup and what that kind of looks mm-hmm. like. I think I kind of lean towards the under. And Wait, if you're leaning the towards the under, I kind of agree, agree with Brandon that, like, look, if it's tighter, that's five points is a lot to lay between two teams this good, even without mid. Here's the well, thing.
0: This, this thing is getting bet down to 217. We're at 217 and a half now. Oof. So at some point, it's like there's got to be value on the over. And look, I'm yeah, showing. You want to fade the, yeah, but
1: do you want to fade the market move there? There's 95% of the public on the under. You think it's just a public thing? You think this is just like a public move? I do. Okay.
0: The last 15 matchups between these two teams, they've gone under 217 twice. And I know these rosters have changed, but the core has remained the same for the most part. Like these are high scoring matchups between these two teams. For whatever reason, they execute well in the half court. The Celtics struggle to stop Giannis. I don't know. At Two seventeen just it just feels a little low. All
1: right, so I just looked this up on Bet Labs. Uh, I tracked. I looked at in the playoffs over under change. That's basically it's if it's gone down, if it's gone for, if it's gone down at least a point. The under is two seventy four and two twenty six for about 54%. So we're not getting any sort of, like, signal on there. So that, I think, think is into Raheem's signal. Like, if we're within 55, now, you like the 52.5%. I I want it to be, like, above 55% for me to think that the trend is, like, meaningful. Like, that's where I feel comfortable being like, oh, hey, like, something's going on here. But it's in a higher sample, which I know Brandon loves.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. I'll push back on that, because there's a lot of games there. So 55,
0: 54% is actually pretty meaningful. No, if you're hitting 55%, like, you can make a living doing this. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so this kind of says that when the line moves one way, it goes under, and that's versus the closing total on Bet Labs, not versus yeah. the open. So, like, it's, it's okay, Ra. I'm just saying that uh, I need, I just want to be clear for everybody yeah. that's listening. You're saying that you're willing to fade. Be, these are,
0: I'm going to be honest, these are my initial thoughts when I'm looking at this game. When I have two teams that I know are going to take a lot of threes and I know Giannis is going to draw a ton of fouls. I just think 217 is too low. And I mean, this is my initial thought. Okay. I still have another two days to think about it, but I'm leaning. Don't get rattled. Yeah, I'm you not rattled.
1: You're good enough at this. Don't get rattled.
0: I'm not rattled. I haven't put it in the app. I haven't bet it yet.
2: I'm writing the preview for this one. And I think that I'm between two picks right now. I want you guys to, to coach me through it because you you've heard my position on the Celtics. You know, I like them in the series, in this game. You know that the under is the play where I'm at here. Should I be taking just the Milwaukee Bucks team under rather than the game under? Because the thing that I am least confident in, in the series is the Bucks offense. That's, that's really, that's, that's what is driving my read on the series is not trusting the scoring there. I think the thing I'm most confident in is the Celtics defense. So if that's the case, and if I'm not totally sure about the whole Bucks defense thing and sort of like the Celtics in the game, is the better play, given what you know about how I think about this game, is the better play the Bucks team under or just the under?
1: 106 and a half. That's just low. What do you think about the
0: Celtics offense? That's that's what I haven't got your opinion on that. Like, what's your opinion on the Celtics offense?
2: It's somewhere in the middle of those things. Like, I think it's it's good, not great. Since this whole Celtics win streak, the, the the whatever the numbers are at now, like 34 and six or whatever, this closing stretch, they've been the number one offense and they have been number one at EFG and true shooting and all those things. But before that stretch, I think they were 23rd in EFG and true shooting. Yeah. So what I think about the Celtics offense is that it's not 23rd, but it's also not first and that the defense is driving some of that. But I, I think it is a good not elite offense i think it's the fifth to seventh rated offense but i like i like the celtics offense more than i trust the box offense without middleton let
1: me, let me let's let's put this in, in a range of outcomes let's talk okay. about this with, from a perspective of a range of outcomes if the bucks score a lot can the celtics win if so, the bucks put up 115 can boston win
2: i mean they can but i think i i, I think that that's Why I'm leaning towards Bucks under because if the Bucks score a lot, I think that they win the game anyway. I I think that's kind of the read I'm at.
1: Okay. If the my thing would be if the Bucks score 115 or more, I don't think Boston can win.
0: Yeah, I don't trust
1: Boston's offense. Okay. Um, if the Celtics score 110, they can win. If the Celtics score less than 110, they can win. If the Bucs uh if the Celtics if the Bucks don't score more than a hundred, the Celtics can win. Like there's only one kind of like one scenario here, I think, that like kind of plays into like a Bucks loss, which is like the over and like the over and the Bucks winning. So if you think it's gonna be under, then you like Boston. And to me, that's like to me, that's enough of a gap, even with it being like, well, yeah, but it's like lower possessions uglier game we're still within free throw like that to me is like that that, i get to this a lot where it's like look if it's four and they get a miss off a drew holiday with 18 seconds left they're gonna foul two free throws get them to six and the bucks might foul again um we've talked about the bucks right like raw here's the other thing the other reason i would really caution you on the over (laughs) don't get buxed by this as somebody who's been buxed so many times game one (laughs) Yeah, so many times, Bucks in Game One have not been good, as as Brandon mentions. Yeah, like they are very similar to the Toronto Raptors. I think if you're if you want to play the over, I think you should take the Celtics team total over because that's what you're. That's your angle on the series. You're not confident in Bucks offense. You're not. You're looking at the historical matchups. Yeah, between the two teams, and your big thing is the Bucks can't stop their threes. So, like, if that's the play, I think the Celtics team total over has got to be your play because then. I think we're underselling the Bucks offense right now.
0: I've really, i really, mean, I know they've had their, they've had their blips, but blips, I, Sir, I think,
1: I think this, as, 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 as team somebody who bricks, this team has almost bricks? killed me like bricks? seven
0: times, <laughs> and they haven't almost killed me because I've been on them on the right side. I picked my spots with them. Amy, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just, I, I think we're kind of underselling this offense. Like that, so sell,
2: sell, sell me the offense. I, Giannis, I get, sell me the offense.
0: Look, it's Giannis and a bunch of guys who can shoot. And I know they're inconsistent at times, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Grayson thing is interesting here. If they have to bring help, like here's the tactical side of it. If Giannis, if they don't get the calls, if they're not getting charge calls and Giannis is not in foul trouble and he is dunking on them and Euro stepping through them and they have to start bringing help. That's when you start getting, Oh, that that big lineup
0: is going to be, I know it's Robert Williams and Al Horford, but that big lineup is
1: still going to be a problem for the Celtics. And they never, the nets never got them in rotation. The whole point of switching defense and pick and roll is you don't have to, you don't have to rotate. You don't have to have guys chasing around because you've got everything where you need to. They never had to do that versus KD. They weren't even doubling him. They were just like, no, we're just going to play straight up and we're going to play you tough and you're going to miss. Um, you have to bring help on Giannis if he doesn't get called for offensive fouls, if he doesn't get in foul trouble. So like that's the argument there. Um, that's like the, that to me is the best argument for the over is that like Giannis is going to force him into movement. But then if you're doing that, Ra, if that's the angle, just play Grace and Allen over threes. Just make that like your big. I'm serious. Yeah. Just make that your biggest bet of the night. Because then you don't have to worry about Drew Holiday clanking up open jumpers. You don't have yeah. to worry about Bobby taking sh- taking turnaround fadeaways. You don't have to worry about Brook Lopez going 0 four from three. Just take the one shooter that you can trust on the team. If you think they can get the Celtics into rotation, which I don't know if they can. I don't know. They can They could. It's about the officials. Then just take the Grayson Allen over. Does that like? Am I wrong on this? No, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. I mean, look, we. I, I mean, we saw they got to give something
0: up. When you got Giannis on the court, you got to get something out. Like we saw Bruce Brown go crazy from three.
2: <laughs> the fact that Grayson Allen over is the play is like you said, Giannis and shooters, shooter, singular, Grayson Allen, shooter. Like what, the aren't there scenarios where Grayson Allen gets a little bit played off the court in this matchup? I, yeah, I think there's there a scenarios where he gets hunted. Yeah, there's, so, there's
1: possibilities, but I think that's later in the series, right? Yeah, not the, they're, not they're, right yeah for the sure.
2: But I think yeah. that, that to me, the like the the way that you, the argument you just made for Grayson Allen to me is an argument for why I don't believe in this Bucks offense when it's like, well, if, if it's not Giannis, then it's gonna have to be Grayson Allen shooting threes. That's the other option. It's Giannis or Grayson threes. That's the offense. It has to be one of those two. I, I know you're not saying that, but Pat can hit some threes, Brooke can shoot, Bobby maybe will hit like, but that's the worry here is that that it it, it has to be Grayson. And if it has to be Grayson, look. The man treated me well last week. I appreciate Grayson, but if that's the
1: answer, I have more questions. This is interesting. All right, you're gonna have to follow us in the app to get where we come down on all of these. <laughs> what we should do here is I should have I should make the both of you. Like um I should make it to where it's like Brandon, you've got to take the, the team total under on the Bucks, and Ry, you've got to take the team total over on the Celtics, and then we'll see who winds up right. I mean,
0: also, I mean, I think with this game, I mean, the way the NBA playoffs have been officiated, you really want to see who the the referee assignments are at this point yeah. because <laughs> do you really want to take a team total under 106 with the Bucks and Giannis could go out there and shoot 15 free throws?
2: Uh, the free throws have been uh, falling off a little bit for him. They to, are, to, but I mean, the fact on, uh... that
0: the fact that you this team could get into the bonus early and We've seen so many teams get into the bonus with three minutes to start in the first quarter. It just feels like one of those things where everybody's betting under and it just feels like there's just value here.
1: Okay, Uh, are you going to play any uh, any props
2: on this, Brandon? I don't think so. I mentioned on the series preview, I'm looking at Portis rebounding. I think I'm going to be a little cautious on that. I want to make sure his minutes are there. I probably will play the Grayson threes just for all the reasons we talked about. So I'll do a little Grayson threes, probably Giannis rebounding. His rebounding total has been big, but it's again, waiting in.
1: Uh, I will probably take, do Brooke Lopez under 17 and a half points, rebounds, assists. There is a decent chance that the Celtics offense does actually create enough because they have to play drop. And all of a sudden, Bud's like, I just can't do it. I got to go small with Giannis at five. And if that's the case and Brooks, like there's, there's a decent chance of Brooke getting not play off the floor. Like, That was the thing last year is we kind of expected versus Miami and then they were just really good at drop. It just depends on how good they are. Like it's honestly going to come down to can Tatum shoot 48% or better from mid-range league average is about 40 good shooters are about 44. If he shoots 48% and they're just like, we're getting cooked off of Jalen and Jason coming off the picks and shooting, which I think is a pretty decent chance. And even if he does again, like, I think fading bucks, bucks, shooters is probably a good spot here. Like, I wonder if there's value on West Matthews under one and a half three pointers. Like, I don't know if West is going to be able. Like, West might play, maybe not. Okay, so the other game to kind of talk about in terms of leans is Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. Game one, the Western Conference semifinals versus the Warriors will be Sunday because of the the Sunday ABC. They wanted Bucks Celtics and they wanted Warriors no matter who they played. So they get the Warriors game if it's game one. They're not waiting until Tuesday. They're going to make sure they get at least two games on this, on this Sunday slate. So my question here, Raheem, is like, does it be in game six with, with two days rest versus I, game I, seven? I've never
0: done it. I've never done the research with game six. Um, and I think you just kind of gave me an idea. But I've, I've only done it for game seven. Um, okay. And that, that's also applied for like one,
1: two, and three days rest. So it's like affected those teams kind of equally. I think the line for the Warriors will be inflated. Yeah, Memphis wins. I think that it'll come out and I think it'll get bet up and I'm probably going to be on Memphis on the spread, but not the money line. Mm -hmm. I think Golden State wins that game one. It's going to be in Memphis. Look, if I'm wrong and this comes out like Memphis minus one, then okay, yeah, I'm going to bet Warriors. Right. If the Warriors are road favorites, I'm going to take Memphis. Like if that's the uh, that's the case, Brandon, that that makes sense. Right.
2: Yeah, you're right. The Warriors have been so good that I forgot that they are not the higher seed than it right. is in Memphis. In my head, it wasn't Golden State. Yep. I wanted no part of Grizzlies in that scenario. You know, I
0: mean, I actually think that creates more value just because you're going to yeah. be able to get you're going to get a Warriors team who was rested against the Grizzlies team. who had to like go balls to the wall just to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. And as we're seeing in this series, the Grizzlies are struggling to score in the half court. So I think I'm
1: on the Warriors. Something kind of interesting here. So the Memphis. So basically uh, Golden State's half court offense has been the best in the league in the playoffs. This is not surprising. You watched the same series versus Denver that I did. They shot the lights out. They had the best margin of effective field goal percentage versus expected mark of any team in the playoffs. Shot the lights out. Got high percentage looks and nailed them at an insane rate versus switch versus Denver. It died. The offense died. Denver can't switch with Jokic. The Grizzlies can switch with Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. So like.
2: For yeah. like 18 minutes a game until he sits on the bench with his 17th foul.
1: Sure. I'm just saying, well, but I would actually kind of challenge you on this. They don't have big bruising guys like Anthony Edwards or guys like Carl Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell. It's a totally different situation. Yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. JJ, don't get me wrong. Sharon's going to have at least four five fouls. Yeah. But that sixth one may be the differential because I don't know how often – Like Steph's not going to bust into him and draw contact. Steph's going to dance. And then having a
0: having a guy like Dylan Brooks, you can throw at Steph Curry helps. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like that's huge. So look, and now if we're wrong and it comes out that it's if it's Memphis minus one, Memphis minus two, if Memphis is favored, I'll probably be on Golden State money line. There's value there. Mm -hmm. I think the Warriors will be favored. If the Warriors are favored, Mm -hmm. because I don't. If you're the book, can you? Can you really hang the Warriors as a dog versus anybody in the playoff setting? I mean you can't get, like your, your liability would be massive. Like everyone will bet the Warriors if they get if they get a plus number on the Warriors. I mean you can't against the Celtics in the books. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, but outside of those teams, right? Like outside of like I a mean, finals context.
0: I mean the Suns too.
1: Yeah, they'll be dogs in game 1 versus the Suns. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, everybody else is just their favorites against. Okay. But I will ask, do you guys have any futures plays off of the results last night? Sixers, Phoenix, Mavericks. Uh, Roz already bet Mavericks. I don't think he needs to bet them now. The number's dropped. Um, Do you guys have any, any plays, future plays, that you want to talk about on those three teams before we go?
0: If you want to look at Steph Curry, Finals MVP plus four forty with the way the Warriors are playing right now, I, I think they're probably the favorite to get out the West. I kind of like that. I mean, obviously Steph Curry's never won Finals MVP. They get to the finals, I think that's going
1: to drop to almost even money. Uh, I've had some Suns, Celtics, Warriors, Celtics finals matchups. I've been on those. Um, now that the Phoenix is kind of riding itself, Devin Booker's back. I'm back to being like, there's probably value on them. I'm still going to bet the Warriors in their series. Yeah. But I'm, t- I'm basically like any bet that I make on the finals matchup, I'm just, it's whatever the East team is. And then I'm betting both Suns and warriors. So
0: I, I can't wait to talk about this Mavericks series. I'm really excited about yeah, this. Yeah, we'll game. do
1: that this weekend. If you guys are listening for it, we're going to do it on Saturday <laughs> night. We're going to do our series previews for the, the other two series. We'll do that. Yeah. Those will be in your feed sometime on Sunday, probably before the games. It'll be on Monday, especially before those games go live. Brandon, do you have any futures plays that you want to look at?
2: Yeah, I think that my futures angle from the three games on Thursday night is warriors futures and i know they didn't play but here's the reason my faith in the suns is is shaken mr coin flip over here that game was as coin flippy as it gets and this this series the sun series got very coin flippy they came through but phoenix shot 60 40 95 in that game chris paul literally was perfect shot a perfect game and again, they still barely won. The Pelicans, I don't even think played that well. Like Ingram was good and they didn't have a lot of other guys who stepped
0: up with big games. And CJ McCollum, hit five yeah. fouls with seven minutes left in the third quarter. Like, look, I know they didn't get it done, but I feel like my read was spot on for that series. And then obviously Devin Booker came back and kind of threw a hex in it. But if, if Booker's not in that game, we might be going to game seven.
2: I mean, we almost went the game seven with Booker in the game. I don't think that Booker changed that outcome a whole lot. Like I, we we're going to look back and just be like, oh, you know, the one seed came through the, the, well, a good battle by the eight seed, but the Suns got there. This was a little
1: closer than that. Chris Paul's a thing. I just want to say yeah. that like Chris Paul is a human yes. being that exists and he exists he is, to crush but, hopes and dreams. But I mean, Devin
0: Booker did hit the, the go ahead three when they were down one. Sure. So I'm it's, like, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, Chris Paul was just Look. absolutely dominant. He made everything, but you kind of need to meet those two are combined or like one entity. Yeah, I get it.
1: My, my only thing here is I'm just like, um, there was a lot of like, there was actual conversation about like, is Brandon Ingram the best player in the series? Get out of here. Get, get out, go, get out of here. Go. No. Be out, I didn't no. say that. I said he was the best shot no. maker. No, no, not you, not you. Oh, okay. Just around. There was That's like, crazy. Brandon Ingram is the best That's player ridiculous. in the series. Like, fuck out. Uh, yeah. Point God. Point yeah. God point. God. That's that's and crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> that Dallas here is gonna be really great to break down. It's gonna be a lot of fun to bet. Now, like it's it's we get Bucks Celtics, but there's no value. We get Sixers Heat, and everybody's uh, in the hospital. And and Suns Mavs. Yeah, and those are gonna be the those are gonna be the fun ones so, the bet. Yeah, let the
2: yeah. Suns Mavs. I, I need to dig into that one because yeah, I have yeah. no idea where I'm at on yeah. it right now. Yeah, we'll wait. But the yeah. reason is that, like I said, my my trust in the Suns is down. My trust in the Mavs is not up. The The Mavs offense wasn't great the last couple of games. I think the Jazz lost that series. I the Mavs too. just happened yeah. to be there to take it. I, didn't so I, I don't want to walk away from that being like, oh, man, Dallas, they just turned it on in second gear and got there. Like, I don't feel great about Dallas or Phoenix. So that that's the position is, all right. I I, I actually, this is the spot. I like that Phoenix and Dallas one because it bought me value on golden state. So I want warriors
1: futures. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up for Buckets. We'll be back on Saturday. We'll do some some previews for you. Enjoy a day free of basketball. There's this thing called Outside, which we can go into. I'm very excited to learn more about this thing called Outdoors. <laughs> so that's exciting for us. Make sure to follow us in the app. Check us out on Twitter. I'm at HB Basketball. Brandon's at Wheaton Brando. Roz at I am rostradamus. And you can find us all in the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll see you guys again later. Let's... Get buckets.